0: Stuff like this always interests me. About eight years ago when I first got into this business, actually, I first got in this business 13 years ago, but about eight or nine years ago, we actually did a job it and it appeared on uh, HGTV. Oh, um, nice. Yeah. And so that was kind of my you know, first opportunity to discuss this stuff. And then we've yeah. done uh, a couple of articles in the Statesman. Occasionally, oh, okay. this kind of stuff comes around, which is it's yeah. always fun and it's always interesting.
1: Yeah, man, you're well seasoned for this. I, I'm not. Gonna, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to say that uh, I'm anywhere clear. This is anywhere close to uh, HGTV or even The Statesman, but um, maybe someday. Anyway, sure. maybe we can just start out with. Uh, you can give us some background on on what you do and you know what what you've been working on for a decade or more. It seems like you've transitioned from roofing to other services as well. So. Yes, it's actually the polar opposite. I
0: started out in 2008 is uh, whenever I started my business. Um, Prior to that, I worked for two years um, working for a roofing company and Mm -hmm. for a water – or a uh, water – a company called Blue Water Remodeling, uh, a remodeling company. And um, so I worked for Gulf Coast Roofing and Blue Water Remodeling, both of those companies – their main business was roofing. But uh mm-hmm. Blue Water Remodeling did everything, doors and windows and uh kitchens and baths and, and you name it, they could do it. Um mm-hmm. but I started as a, a salesman, um, and it turns out both of those companies were storm chasers and once the work dried up they left. Well, oh, okay. All of the work that I'd sold for those companies was primarily in North Austin, uh, all the way to Valente, all the way up to Georgetown and Northwest Austin. That territory got hit with a really bad hailstorm. So those companies fled. I had just gotten married and I didn't want to leave Austin. I wasn't ready to go to Ohio or to Florida with them and -hmm. and do the same thing. So Mm -hmm. I just stuck around. Fortunately for for me and what became my company, those homes that I'd done replaced their roofs for and done other work were hit like 6 months later with another hailstorm. And oh, wow. so all those same people just called me back and said, "Hey, you had uh, just replaced our roof, did a great mm-hmm. job. Can you mm-hmm. can you can you help us again?"
1: And mm-hmm. I was like,
0: "Yes, but the companies I worked for are no longer here." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "That's fine. We just want to work with you." And so mm-hmm. it just seemed like the prime opportunity to start a business. I'd formerly been a recruiter for a handful of years for tech companies like Adeco Technical and Spherion and Dell and Cisco. And I took that experience and just basically started um, recruiting contractors instead of techies and uh, mm-hmm. been at it ever since.
1: Oh, okay, Nice little bit of that recently as well. How are things looking right now in the, in the business with, uh, I assume you're really busy.
0: Yeah, we, we usually do anywhere from two to eight roofs a month. We're not okay. the biggest roofing company. Roofing is one, you know, facet of our business, but we also focus primarily on exteriors. So mm-hmm. anything on the outside of a house or business is, is mm-hmm. something that we do. We do siding, we do mm-hmm. uh, concrete flat work, we do gutters, we do doors and windows, mm-hmm. um, patios, patio covers, mm-hmm. uh, decks and, and fencing are, are all things that we we focus on. But as a general contractor, I've done countless kitchens and baths and interior work and painting and you name it. I know people that do it well and um, I'm happy to work with them and and basically okay. share that wealth of opportunity with, with homeowners in Austin.
1: And you mentioned, you mentioned windows. I had heard that there's a, uh, there's been a shortage of windows recently. Have you experienced that as well? Not just or a, a shortage windows?
0: of windows. There's a shortage of everything. Cabinetry, trim, tile, like uh, flooring. You, you name it. If, mm-hmm. if you want something that's specialized and not just on the shelf at Home Depot... It's, mm-hmm. it's hard to come by. And, and I believe that's because of the manufacturing shortage because of COVID, you know, that's mm-hmm. uh, based on labor shortages. Mm-hmm. And then also the shipping containers that got held up. And then also just the raw materials being unavailable. So it's trickled mm-hmm. down and, and made it very difficult to get a lot of stuff, which is slowing progress and, and you know, mm-hmm. the speed at which we're able to, produce uh,
1: home construction or, or business repairs. Mm-hmm. Now, do you find that homeowners are aware of that or that that they typically need to have their timeline adjusted after, uh, you know, when they think, oh, well, I, I just, I need to replace this window, this window broke, so I need to replace the window and I'll call, them, so, call somebody someday, but not really knowing that it, it may take a while just to even get the window. It's not even about getting the contractor there it's about getting the sourcing the supplies do you, do you find that homeowners are aware of that or they do, does it often surprise them i'd say it's about a 50/50 shot some people mm-hmm.
0: are you know cognizant of the issue and others are oblivious so yeah. you never yeah. know what you're going to get mm-hmm. we as a company try our best to bring that to the forefront one example is we primarily work with Synox for our gutter coils, which is just basically the – the we do seamless gutters. So when mm-hmm. we install seamless gutters, we have to buy our coil that's factory-baked paint.
1: Okay. Typically,
0: there's 26 colors to, to choose from. Well, right now there's only 12 because 14 of them are discontinued temporarily because that paint is unavailable because of COVID. Like they simply – do not manufacture it at this time. Um, oh, they, wow. don't, they don't have the raw materials to make that happen. So, you know, the first thing when someone inquires about new gutters with us, we send out a blurb that says, here's what we have to offer. These colors are not available. So, mm-hmm. you know, we just educate the homeowner to make mm-hmm. their
1: expectations half of what they were initially, and it's just mm-hmm. out of our control. Okay. And then do you normally have people, do you have to coordinate with a painter to come by and maybe Maybe paint them the color that they want if, that, if that's an issue or is that – how does that normally work out or do they just adapt to it typically? They usually
0: adapt to it. With With, with gutters, you can't reproduce that factory paint job because yeah. it's in a controlled environment. Um, yeah. you know, there's, there's no moisture in the air. There's no humidity, there's no mm-hmm. particulates. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's the best paint job that you can get and it lasts the longest. So mm-hmm. I don't recommend painting gutters that, mm-hmm. you know, outside, it's just not a good practice. It doesn't last long. Yeah, um, makes so sense. most people, like if they're going to paint their home, I tell them, look, select if you're going to get gutters, select your gutter color match your your trim paint to your Mm -hmm. gutter color and then Mm. the two will be seamless and cohesive and everything will be honky-dory oh that makes a lot of sense yeah so um you know that's the direction i take i I don't i mean if someone really wants me to go out and and purchase um metal bonding paint and paint their gutters i -hmm. will it's just not my first recommendation
1: okay okay yeah that makes sense now you mentioned gutter coils When, when you say that what are you referring to
0: that's the sheet metal that runs through the machine that produces the seamless gutter run. Oh, okay. Uh, so okay. we don't we don't do any segmented gutters. Every, all the gutters that we produce, they're one continuous piece. Mm. You know, they're seamless gutters. So we have to b- buy the coil of steel that runs through the machine and mm. and that, you know, that produces the gutter.
1: Oh, I see. And that that prevents any kind of leakage or and you don't have to seal it halfway down. So when you're looking at a gutter and you see, you know, these adjoining pieces and then you see leakage. That's mm-hmm. not going to happen with those sort of those continuous gutters. Then
0: that's correct. You you oh, get okay. one seamless piece of gutters, so there's no opportunity for leak a, yeah, a leak right. except for the corners, uh, the miter's. But those are heavily sealed with with a twenty year sealant. So okay. it's very rare that you would find any leaks in those gutters. And if uh-huh. you do, we could just come apply more sealant and, and correct okay. that very easily.
1: Interesting. Now with the uh, you know the storms, we had the tornadoes roll through and, and they're, you know, you've got wind damage, you've got hail damage. What do you typically recommend for, for roofs around here? Well,
0: our company, we're Owens Corning certified. So we push their product heavily. They have a whole roofing system. It's not just Mm -hmm. the shingles. They also have synthetic felt paper that we use. Um, They have ice and water shield. They have different components that, you know, improve the overall, roof as a whole if you use all those products it's a roofing system it's not just a shingle that you're slapping up on top of a roof and um, Mm -hmm. we we go to training to make sure that the products that we use are installed correctly and they carry Mm -hmm. the warranty correctly Mm -hmm. i recommend a a 35-year architectural asphalt shingle through owens corning the uh, less expensive one they have is the oak ridge shingle The better one that they have is the True Definition shingle. Those Mm -hmm. are the the two that we use primarily here in Austin. You know, we can also install metal roofs. But if if you're asking what's most popular, those are the two shingles that we install the most. They both have a 35-year lifespan. One's rated at 110 miles an hour for wind shear. The other is 130. Here in Austin, barring some tornadic activity, which is very rare that we saw here in, in Round Rock. I mean, I've lived in Austin since 99, and that mm-hmm. was the first tornado I've ever heard of hitting this area. Those are usually more than adequate, and you, know, you don't have to have the super high-definition products that you see and the wind zones on the Gulf Coast or anything like that. Yeah, those are the the shingles that I recommend, and, and I'm very happy with Owens Corning. Some people like GAF, Elk, and there's you know a half a dozen other mm-hmm. manufacturers that you could go with that are less expensive, but also I think less established and and less reputable, in my in my personal opinion.
1: Okay, that makes sense. What does the process look like? FEMA gets involved, and then they release payment, or you have the insurance company sort of takes. Precedent over FEMA. FEMA doesn't. So,
0: yeah, I can talk about that. Um, our company was actually founded on insurance claims, and we've done a lot of insurance claims, not just from the roofing standpoint, but we've also done fire damage and we've done uh, water remediation work from flooding, whether it be from, you know, a AC that backs up, or a a water line that bursts, or those are different ways that we've had to approach insurance claims. But FEMA, I'm not super familiar with. Um, The only experience I know about that is that, you know, when the the levee broke in Louisiana. Regarding Mm -hmm. insurance claims, the process is typically. If you had experienced storm damage, call your insurance adjuster or your insurance agent who will refer you to a 1 800 number normally. Then Mm -hmm. you contact your adjuster or you contact your agent or adjuster. Once the adjuster comes out to visit your property, then that usually happens in 48 to 72 hours on average. They come out, assess the damage, they write a a claim, and -hmm. they basically say, here's the scope of work, here's what we're willing to pay. At that point, you find a, a reputable local contractor, ideally, mm-hmm. and then they take it from there normally. What our process is, is we review the claim, make sure that it's 100% accurate, that there's no holds in it, that they haven't mm-hmm. missed any of the work. Mm-hmm. If there is things that have been missed, then we, re- we request a supplement. Here in Texas, you're required to pay your deductible, so the homeowner is basically responsible for total cost of the claim is paid by the insurance company minus the deductible. Mm -hmm. And, uh, at that point, once they have, once we, we've reviewed the, the claim and made sure everything's accurate, then we'll order the materials after we receive the signed contract and we drop the materials, no deposits required until we begin the job and the materials are on site at that point, Mm -hmm. we typically require half down. And, um, once everything's completed, one thing that our company does differently than some is we don't require any further payment until you receive your depreciation check from your home, from your insurance company. So we, mm. we, we allow 30 days grace for the oh, okay. claim to be paid out.
1: Nice. Okay. That's, that's helpful. Yeah. Because I mean, the homeowners are, you know, they're dealing with all kinds of things already without having to deal with uh, just, you know, having to front everything you're not obviously legal representation, but you're able to negotiate with, is that what you've seen where you have some influence over the final total, you know, because you have that expertise? I would say yes and no. I have
0: been through the initial meeting and met the adjuster on the roof. And typically I let them do their job if they mm-hmm. overlook some things that I feel like I need to point out, if there's some hell hits up there or there's some windblown shingles that are delaminated, that are lifted, mm-hmm. or, you know, th- there, there are things that, you know, maybe a novice adjuster might miss. If I recognize that, then I'll point it out. But typically, especially if it's an experienced adjuster, I let them do their job. Once mm-hmm. I receive their adjustment, that's when I'll dive in and make sure that, what i've seen and taken photos of and recognized is you know synonymous with their adjustment if those two things line up mm-hmm. then everything's great if they don't then that's when i would dive in and yes uh, begin negotiating on the homeowner's behalf making sure that there's no you know code upgrades that were overlooked make sure mm-hmm. that there's no, no shortcomings in the overall adjustment
1: okay that makes sense you mentioned a hail spot how do you spot that like let's say you're a homeowner and there's a big hail storm that comes through and you're just wondering like well if i eyeball this what is this how can i tell what sort of damage has been done or do you recommend that you know you have somebody come out and and, you know professional take a look at it
0: well most roofing companies will give you a free inspection They'll yeah. go up and assess it, make sure that you do have hail damage. Mm-hmm. Me personally, I think it's always worth the phone call to yeah. just go ahead and get on the phone with your agent, with your adjuster, contact mm-hmm. them, have them send the adjuster out. It doesn't cost anything. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's mm-hmm. it's part of what you're paying for when you pay that monthly premium. So mm-hmm. let the adjuster come out, let mm-hmm. them take a look at it, and they'll determine if it, you know, needs to Mm -hmm. be replaced or if it needs to be repaired or or if it's a zero claim and it doesn't need anything at all um you know it's it's to your benefit as a homeowner to to have a qualified and professional local roofer on the roof or a general contractor like myself
1: yeah that makes a lot of sense you wouldn't suggest somebody uh talking to their cousin who owns a drone and trying to figure (laughs) out (laughs) what's going on with the roof. Absolutely not.
0: I mean, if you suspect that, I mean, you're going to know if hail's landing on your, your roof and your vehicle, if you've got dings and dents, it's worth a phone call, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, maybe pea sized hail isn't going to damage your roof, but if it's golf ball size or obviously if it's larger than that, like baseball or grapefruit, Mm -hmm. you know, there's all different uh, kinds and types of hail and descriptions Mm -hmm. It's worth a phone call because maybe the pea-sized hail that hit it last week didn't fully damage it and void your warranty. But mm-hmm. maybe within the last two years there was some and you just weren't aware of it. So whether it's hail damage or wind damage or you know or tree falling uh, or branches falling on it, there there are things that can damage your roof that most homeowners aren't going to recognize, especially if it's two-story or if it's, you know, a flat surface that you mm-hmm. can't
1: see from the ground. Okay. What do you recommend in terms of roof maintenance? Obviously, you don't want to just leave leaves up there and things like that. What what would you say are some of the top top ways to prevent things from happening to the roof? Aside from, you know, you can't stop hail, obviously, but
0: Sure. Yeah, you don't want to leave uh, leaves on there sticks and debris because that tends to dam the water that should be shedding. And if water's sitting there and it's idle, then it usually will find an opportunity to make its way into the home. So it's very important to keep leaves, sticks, and that sort of debris off your roof, especially in the valleys and the chimney. That's where it usually will coagulate. In addition to that, if you've got trees that are growing, you know, over and onto and rubbing against the roof when wind hits it, that that's always a bad thing. So just keeping tree limbs, tree branches, all that off the roofs, very important. Another thing that causes leaks, you've got penetrations in your roof, whether it's a vent that's coming through for a dryer or for fan in the bathroom or for the vent over your range or your stove. Those things are, have penetrations on them, and they have uh, exposed screws or nails on the roof, and that's usually covered with sealant. Those combined with plumbing stacks, which is just ventilation for your pipes, uh, some people mm-hmm. call them pipe jacks. All of those things have have these screws on top of them, or nails. And they're sealed whenever your roof's installed. But over time, with expansion and contraction caused by the heat and cold of of just, you know, our weather, that sealant will tend to dry rot and then crack out. Well, what happens is water penetrates through those holes and it causes slow drips into your attic. Those slow drips will get absorbed by insulation. So you won't even recognize brown spots or, Mm -hmm. or areas in the drywall that show that there's a leak because it's so minor. But what Mm -hmm. happens is that causes poor air quality. It it causes, it gets saturated up there and it, it makes your insulation fail. So it takes a long time to recognize those as an issue, but about every five years on average, You want to go up there and reseal that. If it's a steep roof or a two-story roof, maybe not the homeowner's best thing to do, but it's a very inexpensive maintenance thing that most Mm -hmm. companies would do. I would say on average between $150 and $200. It's a small expense over five years, but Mm -hmm. to make sure that those are sealed on your entire roof, I think that's kind of key to preventing that type of issue from, from growing into something larger like, say, right. mold or you know mm-hmm. mildew or causing some cor-
1: sort of uh, respiratory issues. That's great advice. I've seen that come up on inspection reports, too. Typically, you don't see the inspector cr- running around on the roof. They don't want that liability. But, right. But, yeah, you'll occasionally see, like, oh, it looks like there's a problem with seal, um, that sort of thing. So it's really interesting to hear, hear that advice. I'd never heard that before to uh, check every... What did you say? Every five years, um, have somebody go up there and just make sure everything's good and seal everything?
0: Yes, I think, I, I think that's a good recommendation. I would say uh, at a minimum every five years, but um, as you see three, fit. three to five years, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Great. Now, what about just loose shingles? Is that a sign that the roof is nearing its end or is it just, does that just randomly happen and it's easy to replace those?
0: Yeah. So sometimes you'll have some that blow off and they're on the ground. It could be a construction defect just not installed correctly. And it could also just be the age of the shingles. You know, Uh, Mm -hmm. it could also be a manufacturing defect. There's, there's a lot of different things that cause shingles to blow off. Typically when your roof is 12 to 15 years old, uh, and it, maybe it's a, a 20 year shingle that you have on there that, tar that holds the shingle down it 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 also starts to to weather and and that adhesive is no longer as strong as it it should have been and maybe you're in a you know an area where you've got a bit of a a wind tunnel and you get high wind shear and it just constantly blows that at some point it, it, it'll fail. And so if you do see shingles on the ground, again, an inexpensive repair and, and more of a maintenance issue, it's not an insurance issue. It's mm-hmm. it's something that you have to do to maintain the quality of the roof. It's not super expensive to go up there and, and have those changed out. So sure. if you do see shingles on the ground, that's a, a good indicator that it needs some maintenance at a minimum if, if it's not nearing time for a replacement.
1: Okay. With siding issues and windows and window pane frames and things like that, what do you typically see as problems for homeowners? It's the exact same
0: maintenance thing that you have to address. Around all of your doors and windows, you have a caulk joint. If that caulk joint's not sealed, it's an opportunity for water to seep in. Same thing with a roof. You want to keep it sealed. You want to keep it painted. few seal your windows and your doors and you, and you paint the trim every five years or less, then you're going to have more longevity and the overall drying in of your home and, and how long your home is well taken care of and last and it's a good house for you. So that's just one of the things that you need to, to be on top of. And if you can't do it yourself, uh,
1: find a you know qualified contractor. Oh, interesting. So you, so you recommend, every five years going through and, and checking the seals and then painting the trim to protect that wood. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. Yes. Nice. Um,
0: Cause a lot, most of the time when I get a phone call and someone has, Oh, we've got a couple of windows that are leaking. First thing I do is I go over there and look at it. And typically what it is is the one by four trim above the window. That seal is broken. That trim mm-hmm. it's flexed too much. It's dry rotted. It's no longer there keeping water out and literally all it takes is clean that old caulk out add a new bead and then mm-hmm. it's watertight
1: again okay you obviously work with homeowners do you work with property management companies as well and do any do work for them or preventative stuff what, what's your okay okay it,
0: it's funny that you mentioned that i've actually done some work with goodwin as a i used to be a board director for tanglewood forest limited district goodwin was one of the management companies that we worked with because of some of the multifamily homes that we had in the area. But as a business owner, I I do maintenance work on condos. It's one of the large facets of our business. Actually, one of the mainstays is we go in and do routine maintenance for condo communities, for uh, real estate investors, for property management companies.
1: Okay. Do you find that property management companies pay closer attention to maintenance than like a traditional homeowner? Ah, uh,
0: that is a very broad question. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know it is. It, it's, some it's, some yeah. are better than others, you know. Yeah. yeah, it's variable. Some maintenance companies are great. Some are less involved. I'll give you an example. Right now, I'm doing a full remodel on Leon Street, which is over on campus. Mm-hmm. And the interior that we're doing is going to look absolutely amazing in about two more weeks. The mm-hmm. exterior is horrendous. <laughs> the homeowner's looking looking to, to sell it and we're going to pressure wash the patio front and back and clean all the windows and do some touch-up painting, which is all stuff that should be done by the property management company. Mm-hmm. But since they're not doing it, we're just going to do it to make the yeah. exterior more presentable so when the buyers come... They're like, oh, Mm -hmm. wow, this is well-maintained. But if you went to any of the other neighboring units and there's about 20 units that that are within this property, they are not Mm well-maintained. So adversely, I'll say there's properties where they call us out and we're constantly doing maintenance. And I'm like, everything here actually looks stupendous. I don't know why we're here. So (laughs) it could go either way.
1: Yeah. Right? These folks
0: that we're working for, they bought this property for – 28,000 dollars 30 years ago.: Wow. Um, and after we remodel it, they're looking to sell it for 350
1: plus. Wow, wow. yeah, that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. So Gene, maybe you can share a little bit about you know where to find you, how to contact you, um, where you are in social media, that sort of thing.
0: Sure, that's great. I, I really appreciate talking to you, Luke. I can be reached at aframehs.com. dot com. Company name is Aframe Home Services. We abbreviated it to HS because we've been doing more commercial work in the last five years than ever, and we didn't want to pigeonhole ourselves and and only be a home services company. But aframehs.com dot com is our website. We we're on social media, of course. You can find us on Facebook. We're on Nextdoor that we've got a, a yelp you know review page where you can find us on the better business bureau we're a plus rated our phone number is 512-786-0316 you can also inquire and email info
1: at com. that's perfect gene i'll put all of that in the description so that people can can find you that way and uh, hopefully, people just call you because sometimes a phone conversation is the best way to communicate <laughs> these days, you know? Yes, sir. And as yeah. busy
0: as we are, text messages are welcomed as well. Text, too. Uh, yeah. But you can email me personally. It's gene, G E N E, at aframehs.com. And, and again, I thank you for your time and, and for having us.
1: Yeah, appreciate it, Gene. Well, uh, you have yourself uh, a good evening. And uh, thanks again for coming on. Yes, sir. Thanks, Luke.